Welcome to another edition of Showtime with Coop. Insightful BS with my Laker teammates and NBA legends. And in the house today, we got none other than, how can I introduce this? Uh, Well, (laughs) Jeff Malone. Uh, Jeff, how you doing, sir? I'm doing great, man. Enjoying things. A little under the weather, Coop, but other than that, I'm doing well. You look good, man. Thanks. I appreciate it. Appreciate you too, man. Uh, Jeff, on this show here, we just have a little fun, talk a little okay. craziness every now and then, and then just get some views of uh, what you think of the NBA today. So okay. let's start with, uh, what was it like growing Well, first of all, as I read your bio, I see that you're from Southwest Macon, Georgia, where you went to yes. high school. Norm. Did you, know, did you know Norm Nixon back then? I used to go watch Norm as a little kid, you know, because you know, when he was playing on the varsity. I used to go watch him. They had a really good team. I didn't actually meet Norm until later on, but I used to definitely go watch those guys, man, and they they were a pretty good team. We had a really good tradition down there with that team, so it was a lot of fun coming up through that system and watching those guys play. I learned a lot, too. All right. Who were some of your role models growing up? Coop, I didn't have an athlete's role model. My father was my role model. You know, he was always there. And we, Cooper, you wouldn't believe it, to this day, we started talking. When I went to Mississippi State every day, Coop, I talked to him this morning two or three times. We've been doing that for... He's 86 now. So my dad was really instrumental in my parents. And, uh, but I didn't have just a certain athlete, but my dad and mom, they were really instrumental in keeping me on the right road. Well, you know what, Jeff, say a blessing, man, because I lost my mom about two years ago, my dad right. three years ago. Right. And I miss them every day not being able to call. So it's always I a understand. blessing to have your parents still in your life. That's true, uh, that's true. Give me two things, Jeff, that they either said or did that you still hold dear to you today. Well, what they did, like, they supported me. Like, you know, they took us places. I, I saw the sacrifices as, as I was growing up, the things they did to keep me, you know, going to practice, doing this, keeping me in line and getting on me when I needed to be. So I really enjoyed that part. I knew they were there for me. I knew they loved me, but that support they gave me, it was really instrumental for my brothers and I, man, to see that from my parents. You know, growing up, uh, we go through different sports in the family. Right. And, and with my family, my uncle was a baseball player, so he tried to sway us to baseball. What were some, <laughs> some of the sports you played? I played all three. I played Did football, you? I played basketball, I played baseball. Let me tell you some of the story, though, Coop. I was playing football. I was a cornerback. I got an interception. I was running. Two guys hit me, man. Coop, I don't remember it. I didn't remember it. I went to the sideline. I think I had a concussion, but back then, we didn't, we didn't deal with no concussion. Hey, Coop, I'm telling the next year, I quit. I had to. I got hit so hard, I, 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 I said, I can't do that. And then baseball, I knew I was better at basketball, so Coop, when I got to the ninth grade, I just let me lock in on one sport, because in the seventh, eighth, ninth, I played three sports. I locked in on basketball, and I think I made the right choice, Coop. I think I did. You know what, Jeff? Your story sounds like mine. I was playing Pop Warner. That was it for us back in, in high school. And I jumped up in the air to catch a football. A guy took uh-huh. my legs out from under me. <laughs> I hit my head. Today, we would be put in a concussion protocol. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but we yeah. got up and kept playing. So uh, yeah. you opted for basketball. Who are some of the toughest guys you played against as a high school player? Oh, man. Before you got to college. Let, let me tell you now. You remember Dale Ellis from oh, yeah. Seattle? Yep. He was down in that Georgia area. Okay. Uh, a guy named Lockhart, uh, some other guys down there. But we had a little talent down there. We had some guys down there who got drafted. All of them didn't make it. So, But Dale Ellis was number one. And then he and I ended up going to the SEC. He went to Tennessee. I went to Mississippi State. So we kept that battle going. When we got to the NBA, we just kept it going. So, But he was great. Dale's great. He's, he's, he's over in Atlanta now. And I think I'm going to see him doing All-Star Weekend in Salt Lake. 
So Jeff, being the player that you were, Mississippi State, you chose that, but what other schools were chasing you back then? A lot of the SEC schools was uh -huh. chasing me. And then I had some schools like Purdue, West Virginia, other schools like that. But I grew up watching the SEC. A lot of our players who was ahead of us, they went there. And I kind of, you know, being in the South, I watched those schools, Georgia, Auburn, Tennessee. So the re I was going to go to Georgia because I'm from Macon, Georgia. But the reason I didn't go to that, Cooper, I'm going to tell you, they signed Dominique Wilkins. And I said, man, I like to shoot. I know Dominique going to shoot. So Mississippi State had they they, they two guard leaving. I said, man, I have a better option plan over here. And I, you know, I just I made it based on that. And the guy who recruited me, Coach Beasley, he did a great job. I really he made me feel comfortable. But I was looking at getting on that court coop and getting my shots up. And you know Dominique, you know Dominique. You're not gonna pass me the ball. <laughs> ain't, ain't enough balls for y'all. Like ain't that. enough balls. For <laughs> but no, Dominique's a good guy. I like Dominique, man. So listen, Jeff, you chose Mississippi State. And this is what the, the late 70s, early 80s, right in that in that Yeah, late 70s, school. yeah. Did you come across any racism at that time going there? You know what? I, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I know it's there, and I, but that, I was in that state. I love the people there, but Coop, I did not. I didn't come across any. I know some people who did. I just didn't come. I don't know if I was sheltered because I was, you know, I was All-American there. But I didn't run into anybody. I didn't hear any derogatory words, anything like that. I enjoyed my four years there. I really didn't play. We, you know, we didn't win. I never got a chance to go to the NCAA. We weren't good enough, but I really enjoyed my time there with the people, and they treated me fairly well down there. So I can't complain. I can't argue about that. You know, Jeff, and that's what I tell a lot of people as I tell my story growing up with my son now, who's a young, young, young man, mm -hmm. 17, is that the one thing about sports is that it brings people together. It doesn't yes, tear it does. apart. And right. although things are going on in our life, and I, I, I'm like you, uh, growing up in a real, very uh, civil rights kind of time for us. Right, right. I never had a chance, opportunity to come across that, so I'm glad right. to hear that with you. But uh, again, we know that it's out there. We try oh, no. to yeah. Uh, yeah. do our best with it and teach our kids about it. Um, exactly. So, yeah. um, you finish school. You're the, yep. you're, the, uh, you're, you're the tenth pick. Washington, and, uh, uh, and you go to Washington Bullets. Mm -hmm. What was your thoughts going to the NBA? I'm going to tell you now, let me go back and tell you, I used to play in the my backyard. Like I said, my dad and mom was my role model, but I'm going to tell you who I used to like. When I was playing in the backyard with my friend, I used to call myself Phil Chenier because yeah. I used to shoot, right? Yeah. And I get there, get drafted, he's doing TV for us. I walked up like a little kid and shook his hand and Phil and I, we talk time to time now. But I, I and, and Coop, I got drafted on my birthday. You can't ask for a better oh, birthday present. I, I got drafted on June 28th, and I was like, whoa. And I had a migraine headache, and I was so excited. I had that migraine coat, but I had to get to the club, man, because, you know, you got to show out, right? So my headache went away. I went to the club, feeling all good by myself. But that was a special day. It was a great day. And to be in the 10th pick, man, and uh, I think I worked hard to get that coop, and, and I enjoyed it, man. And D.C. is a great town and had a good seven-year run there. Now, were you uh, uh, um, uh, West Unsell on the team still? No, no, West was gone. When I got there, okay. it was Jeff Rulon, Rick Mahorn, Greg Ballard, Ricky Sobers, Frank Johnson. Oh, that's that right. You had the Bruise Brothers. That's yeah, right. the Bruise Brothers. Hey, <laughs> hey, Coop, that's how you get open on them screens. We used to pick you. We used to hit you, Coop. <laughs> you know what, oh, Jeff? I love playing with those guys. As I read your bio, they talk about how unorthodox your shot yeah. was, and, and you were able to shoot off, uh, off balance a lot. Right. And I tell people, man, you know, there are so many great players I had an opportunity to guard in the NBA. You were one of the hardest ones, and you know, oh, uh, on my list. 
And it was only because you, what kept your focus when you're off balance? Right. Because we're always taught to be fundamentally sound, go straight up, straight down, but right. you can shoot off balance okay. a lot. How did you create that? Let me, let me tell you the story about it. When I was in Mississippi State, I was a straight up, straight up and down guy. When I got to the NBA, I was a mid-range guy. I didn't go out too far to shoot. So I tried to curl tight and get my shot off. And I'm going to tell you what was happening. We were playing the Celtics and those other guys like Bob Lanier. I started curling tight. Those guys was jumping out, tipping my shot. Yeah. And I said, no, I said, I got to be a little bit more creative. So I went home and worked on extra ball handling and shooting runners to get away from these guys, you know, because Parrish and Mikhail, they kind of made me, I said, I got to do a little thing. I got a fadeaway too. I got that from Norm. I got that from Norm. I tell, tell Norm, thanks a lot. Well, it was dangerous. And that the, was a lethal one there, man. I like that fadeaway <laughs> too. So that's why I did that. Because I had to kind of, because I wasn't a three point shooter. I wasn't that. I was a mid range. So when I got in, I said, I can't have these guys blocking my shot, BLM beer. I said, come up with some floaters, some runners, some fades. And that's how I kind of got started with that. But my, my shooting technique stayed the same. It didn't matter if I was off balance. I still followed through Coop the same way. So, and I, I was shooting last night and I'm 61. And I was I was doing some form shooting. Coop, that thing felt good last night again. <laughs> when I, was Coop, I can't go far out, but that thing was pretty last night, man. <laughs> hey, Jeff, and what the young kids call it, it was real wet, huh? Yeah, it was real wet, man. <laughs> yeah. So, Jeff, as you go through your NBA career, who was some of the toughest players? And you played on the East Coast, which was really, right. really a tough basketball back there. Right. Some of the hardest people uh, to give you a hard time back there. Hey, it's Coop from the Showtime Lakers. When I was winning five titles in the 80s, I was known as the gritty guy who never took a night off. Today, I put the same hustle and grind in my business skills. If you're out in the business world grinding away like me, then you need the tools that help do the work for you. My most valuable business asset comes from Shopify, the all-in-one commerce platform to start, run, and grow your business. Let me tell you why Shopify is my MVP in business. One, forget the all-season work. Shopify makes it simple to sell to anyone from anywhere. Two, whether you're selling warm-ups or wall hangers, it's time to start selling with Shopify and join the platform that simplifies commerce for millions of business worldwide. Three, with Shopify, you'll customize your online store to your brand, discover new customers, and build the relationships that create diehard fans. Four, Shopify fills all the sales channels to grow a winning business from an in-person POS system to an all-in-one e-commerce platform. Even across social media, platforms like TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram. And thanks to 24-7 support and free on-demand business courses, Shopify is on your team every step of the way. It's how every minute new sellers around the world score their first sale with Shopify, and you can too. Shopify is a secret to becoming a business champion by making it simple for anyone to sell their products anywhere, taking the guesswork out of selling. When you're ready to take your winning idea to the world, team up with Shopify the commerce platform powering millions of businesses down the street and around the globe. Try out Shopify for free today and start selling anywhere. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash showtime, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash showtime to start selling online today. That's shopify.com slash showtime.
So, Jeff, as you go through your NBA career, who was some of the toughest players? And you played on the East Coast, which was really, right. really a tough basketball back there. Right. Who were some of the hardest people uh, to give you a hard time back there defensively? Okay, I'm, I'm going to give you the toughest guy, but I'm going to go back and talk about some old school guys. Too. Okay. Michael Jordan, I played him. You know, we're in the yeah. same conference. Yeah. 10 years, 10, 11 years, pound, pound. You know, you know about him. So let's put him over here. Yeah. We'll put him on a different <laughs> level. But when I first got there, man, I'm going to tell you, I ran in the oldest bird song. Ooh, uh, Andrew Tony, yeah. George Gervin toward the end, uh, World Be Free. See, I'd like to go back. People always asking me, but I'll say, Mike, I said, yeah, but y'all don't understand these other chain of command. You remember Rolando Blackman? Oh, you know, yeah. that was kind of short. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he a jab step you there. He a jab step you there. So I'd be trying to tell the story about those guys because I really respected those guys. And they, uh -huh. I learned a lot from those guys, Dennis Johnson. So, but then you come up there with Mike, Clyde Drexler, Reggie, those guys, Mitch Richmond. Mitch Richard yep. was another tough one. And so once those guys start coming, you know, it just it was just a beautiful thing, Mike, every day. I mean, you know, you guys and Lakers, we played against you guys. I, I used to love coming and play against Showtime. I knew you guys was gonna beat us, but that <laughs> LA hey, too, that atmosphere you guys had out there, I used to love because I used to watch you guys when I was growing up too, like the way y'all played. Uh -huh. That was a beautiful time. I enjoyed those times. I tell them, I try to tell these kids about that, that Showtime. They, oh man, I was Shaq and Kobe. Shaq and Kobe was great. I said, but Showtime is something I've never seen before. That was a beautiful game y'all used to play out there. Well, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun playing y'all back then. But you know mm -hmm. what? You bring up one name that uh, really strikes a chord in me. World be free. People, Ooh. you know, you talk about the little guy that they have yeah. in the league today. World right. be free, man. Man, that dude was something else, man. Tell yeah. us a little bit more about him. Okay, let me tell you a story about World. And he, he, you know, he put that shot behind his head, right? Yeah. He, one day, World, we were playing in Cleveland. And World had, like, 36 into the third quarter. And I said, World, I was a young guy. I said, World, lighten up, man. He said, Jeff, man, you chose this life. You could be working at McDonald's somewhere. <laughs> Coop, I looked at him when he told me that in the middle. <laughs> I thought he was going to say, hang in there, young fella. He said, Jeff, you don't have to be out here taking this whipping. You chose this life. <laughs> Dude, I told my dad that my dad went crazy, man. I messed And then I ended up going to Philly at the end of my career. World was doing something in the front of it. And me and World used to talk every day about the old days. So, but World, man, he once he get hot, and you know it, you probably had a chance to get him. When those guys got hot back in them days, ain't nothing you can do. That's just the NBA. I'm sorry, you know. That's a great story. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he said, You chose this life. You couldn't yeah. work at McDonald's. Yeah, he told, <laughs> <laughs> he told me that, man. I was like, and then just one more story, like George Gervin. You know, when I got, he was throwing a hook shot on me. I was, you know, six, eight. He said, whoa, young fella. Man, those, those old school guys, they had a style, man. I was like, he was, while he was in motion throwing the hook, he said, whoa, young fella. It went, hey, Coop, it went straight in, Coop. Coop, the ball went straight in. I was like, man, look at these cats, man. So that's why I tell my young, these young guys now, I said, there was some old school guys. I know y'all don't go back and study. There were some tough guys in that league, man. I said, woo, you guys don't understand, man. I told me one time as I was guarding him, and uh, he gave us 40. I caught yeah. about 18 of it because I came off the bench. <laughs> but I go up the block and shot. He goes, hey, young fella, you almost got that one. Keep trying. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those guys were tough, man. They were good, man. I learned a lot from those guys. Man. I mean, Ricky Sobers, man, they kind of brought me up in this thing and talking to Andrew, Tony, Maurice Cheeks. And, and uh, I did because Larry Bird walked by me one time. Kobe, he said, man, you're going to be a good player. And I said, appreciate that. That meant something, man. When you guys came and told, you know, I kind of became a student of the game by listening to you guys. Help. 
Hey, you listen to Showtimes with Coop, and our guest today is Jeff Malone, one of the notorious scorers. And Jeff, you made another mention about something that is lost in the NBA today, that mid-range game. That was right. your strength. That was your right. layup. Right. That's what I right. try to tell kids about it. Yes. Explain that a little bit more, because, okay. again, we're going to get into the difference of the game today as right. when we play. But see, I'm going to ask you a question after I explain it to you, because I don't know why the mid-range can't be incorporated into today's game a little bit more. Now, you look at Kevin Durant. Tough mid-range, DeRozan. But it's like with the young kids, like I, I coach in a basketball league called Reach Basketball here, and I work with the young kids. They either driving all the way up to or they want to shoot threes, okay? And I know if I play today, Coop, and I'll have to work on my three, but I just think the mid-range is a place for it. And I, I think it's going to come back eventually. But, man, that, I just, Coop, I was trying to take the highest percentage shot I could. I wasn't worried about – I shot a few threes, but I was trying to get, you know, the nice, close – I want to shoot 50% every night. That was my way of thinking. So, and I just developed that and I kind of perfected it in my own little way. And I just think it's a place for it into game now because I love when guys pull up, man. But now guys get to the rim, they're kicking out to the three-point line but instead of making a layup. So, whole different ball game nowadays, but I still love to watch it, though. Well, that thought process is gone. Jeff, we're at the point of uh, the show I call Coop's Lightning Round. And I'm okay. going to give you five names. You tell me about as much or as little about these players I'm going to talk to you about, okay? Okay. Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting for football and basketball this season. You'll find the latest odds, team matchup information, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. Always your continued source for sports wagering information. Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. We're the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, and even golf games and events. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code CLNS50 to receive your rewards. Bet online where the game starts. Jeff, we're at the point of uh, the show I call Coop's Lightning Round. And I'm okay. going to give you five names. You tell me about as much or as little about these players I'm going to talk to you about, okay? Okay. First one, John Stockton. Crafty, best passer I ever played with, uh, running the wing. I don't have to look back. I know if I'm open, the ball is already coming. He's one of those guys, you know, like talking football about throwing somebody open. I've never seen anything like it. And I shot the high 40s in Washington. When I got to Utah, I had two years of shooting 50-51. Love playing with John. Wow. Best point guard I ever played with. Next one, uh, the late great, I love this dude, Moses Malone. Oh, Big Mo. Caught Big Mo in Washington and played with him in Philly. And you know, I didn't do all my homework. Moses was a three-time MVP. I thought he had one or two. And I looked up Moses' stats, man, and was rebounding, dominant, and just, we get to the gym. We get there early. Moses already sweating. He done did something in the pool, the bike. I'm like... <laughs> and see, and, and Moses and them guys told me about icing knees. They said, I, I'm young guy. They said, man, I always ice your knees here in Bernard King. I said, why? Man, I'm telling you, I always ice. And I started just icing for no reason then. I mean, they taught me all that. I, I just started putting ice on my knees. I, <laughs> but I love working with relentless. You know, Moses is relentless, man. So, uh, The next one, Kobe Bryant. Kobe. Uh, true greatness. I'm not saying it's the late. I think he's the second best two guard in the history of the game behind Mike. Champion. What can be said about him? He's a the first first batter, second, third, whatever, best Hall of Famer. And I enjoy watching Kobe because he he was relentless. Reggie Miller. <clears throat> Reggie. 
off screen. Now he did Reggie kind of he had better range than me, but Reggie man just guarding him man it was it was tough. And, you know he's running around all those screens and and he was clutch too. That's one thing I give Reggie in terms of late game man he's clutch and I uh, really enjoyed. I caught him when he was young too in Coop. I used to kill him when he was young. Now uh-huh. once he got better, that just started <laughs> kicking my butt on the way out. <laughs> and he's great though. I enjoyed Reggie. Last but not least, LeBron James. We always talk GOAT, and I think Mike is my GOAT or Kareem. That's just me right now. LeBron's still, chapter still being written. But one of the best all-around players probably we've seen in this league. I mean, and then people always talk about scoring. This guy's getting ready to get Kareem. He has about 27 of his career. Just passed Magic on this assist board. So, and then for a guy to go, I know you guys went to nine finals, I think, where you eight or nine when you were there. This guy went to, what, 10? Yeah. And he went back to back. So a winner, probably one of the best off-around players we're going to be. And look at the time he played, Mike. This guy, he, he just, he, right now he's in about 25, 26. So we've never seen that sustainability where a guy can just keep those numbers the same. So he's one of the all-time greats. Uh, I got one. Go ahead. Can I, yeah. can I throw one? Jeff, how about Jerry Sloan? Oh, best coach I ever coached. Had, had coaching that. Now, I'm not saying anything against the other coaches, but when I got to Utah after seven years playing in Washington and met Jerry, oh, man, he's great. He's uh, he's straight up, hard-nosed, and I learned a lot from Jerry. Jerry's one of the best coaches I've had in this league, and I had a chance to talk to Jerry right before he passed, man, and he was a little coherent, man. We had a nice 15-minute conversation, man, and but he, he's the best coach I ever had in the NBA. You know, you know, Jeff, you mentioned about uh, playing, you know, a lot of teams and stuff like that. Uh, but you played for the Bullets, the Jazz, the Sixers, the Heat. Which yeah. team do you would you consider probably the best team you played with or for? Now, the, from a winning perspective, mm-hmm. Utah was great. And, you know, in that, in that town, there's no football, no basketball, and the fans are great. So that's the best team in terms of being with John and Carl and going to the – we went to the Western Conference Finals and Portland knocked us out. Now, Washington was great, too. They drafted me, so I got a special place for them. I enjoyed living in D.C. We just never could get over the hump. But I would say Utah, because Philly, I was kind of on the back end. But Utah, man, it was at the packed house every night, Mike, and the fans are so loyal there. You yeah. go out in the city, they make you feel good because it's a smaller smaller market. But I really enjoyed playing with John and Carl, two Hall of Famers. It was fun playing with those guys, too. Yeah, who who would you say is a player that 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 plays like you in today's game? Who would you like Ooh, yourself to? God, that's interesting right there because I don't see a whole lot. Now, I was going to go back to, I remember Rip Hamilton type game. Yeah. That's, that's kind of how we were. But, who? that's a good question, man. Let me see. Who's who's mid-range? Because right now, if you look at two guys, I think Devin Booker is the top two guys. He doesn't, He got more range. Yeah. Uh, Dunville Mitchell, more after that. I don't know about a lot of guys who just stop and pop. And, well, you know and what? I, I I was thinking about one? that kid Baines in, in uh, Memphis. Okay, play okay, the okay, job Baines, okay. he plays kind of like you, able to hit the three, but his mid range game is good, man. Well, what is his average? What do you average? I was a uh, he's averaging probably about, eight, about 18, 19. Well, well, he can't talk to me. I'm in the <laughs> 20s, baby. Come on now. Come on. <laughs> you said somebody like me. I didn't have to. <laughs> well, Jeff, you know what? He light skinned like you. He likes Oh, there you straight, go, man. man. <laughs> Hey, I got, hey, Mike, I got my grandson. I be teasing him out there. He'll, he'll name some guys. He, like, okay, I'm going to tell you what I saw the other day. You remember Sadell 3? Oh, yes, for okay, sure. Okay, I was coaching. I was coaching, and uh, I got to look like reach back. We go to this little facility out here in Arizona. And Sadell, well, he lives in Australia. He's been on there for 18 years. So I, I hadn't seen him, man. I gave him a message. What's up, man? 
and we were talking. I said, man, he said, I'm over in Australia. So my grandson, we got in the car, I was driving him home. He said, so Dale better than you? I said, get on your phone, pull it up. I said, pull up them stats. <laughs> <laughs> so Dale had like 9,000, nine points of gas, and I pulled mine up. 17,000, 19 points of gas. He started laughing. <laughs> I said, does that tell you? Does that answer your question? And hey, Jeff, you know what? We may I mean, be old, but we still got a little bit of uh, yeah. cockiness in us. Yeah, I do. Yeah, you know, yeah. But see, I, my grandson always going, but I'm in Isaiah Roddy out here too. Now, I used to go and ride Isaiah Roddy. Yeah. He, he's out here too, man. So, one thing being in Arizona, I run into like Eddie Johnson, Tom Chambers, a lot of ex athletes out here. So, this is fun with you. Hey, thoughts on the NBA today, Jeff? Three point shooting league, uh, wide open, high pick and roll. I mean, I miss, you know what I miss? Like, we used to post. You know, we used to run post plays, split the post and all that. Yeah. See, I, ooh, okay, MB, would you say MB the best big post guy in the league? Who's your top three post guys you think? Because look at Joker play. He don't really post. Exactly. So, That's what I'm saying. So I I, I, I would go Embiid. Uh, ooh, that's a good one. Uh, that's what I'm saying. I can't find yeah. him. Maybe Drummond. Drum, Drummond. I mean, he, Drummond. he doesn't post a lot either. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just reaching, Jeff. I'm reaching now. I got you. I got this Harden. <laughs> See, okay, I remember we used to hit the post and, you know, just down screen, single double. So I, they don't do a double, not single double action. I used to come off the, you know, pick. So the game has changed and evolved. I understand that, and I still love to watch it. But I like to see a few more down screens here. But I just think big guys will stretch guys down. You know, they, I don't think they want big guys to clog up the lane and post. I mean, yeah. Anthony Davis will do it a little bit, but they don't think they really want that. So I just don't like the guys will drive down like I told you in front of the rim. They'll throw it out for a three. And I'm gonna tell you something else. I don't think we could have got you. You guys probably could have. On the break, it'll be three on one. A guy shoot a three pointer. Yeah. On the yeah. break. That's now, amazing. We done that. You that know, what you hear we had done that. Well, checking in for Jeff Malone. You know, <laughs> you know that what you hear? We were doing that. So I tell my grandson, I said, man, we could pull up on the three-point shot, three on one. We try to get a layup, you know, but the game is wide open now. And I looked at the day, the averages. Who look at the top 10. Everybody 30, 30, 30, 30, 29. So then I guess that's, you know, the numbers are up. So yeah. they're getting what they want. Well, they got that itself. Jeff, if you played in today's game, how much money would you command? <laughs> I was joking with my girl. You know, I'm talking about my, I got my I got I got four kids. So my, my boys, they they're 29, 28 now. Cool. I really thought I was a two-time officer. I was 20 for five, six years straight. Cool, I look at some guys having 15, 16, 17 to get 150 million. Cool. I'm gonna round it up at 200 million. Let's go 200 million. <laughs> <laughs> I'm around it all, man. <laughs> I think over my career, I would have made something like that because, I mean, consistency means something when you, every year, guys are, and I just watch some of these guys, and I know the league is in a beautiful place, but man, I just think we were born a little too early. I, I used to tease my parents about that. I said, y'all couldn't wait? I said, mom and dad, you guys couldn't wait? <laughs> but you know what, Jeff? I hang my hat on. No, all no, these kids no. that are making this money today, they did it off our shoulders, man. Yeah, and we true. did it off of Wilt. Kareem, uh, Jerry West and those guys. So you know that's, what? That's the way I look at it. It bothers me a little bit, but still I'm kind of proud that we are aware right. that because during our era in that 80s, we set this the league on fire, yes, man. Both yes, East Coast and West Coast. So yep. it bothers me, but doesn't bother me too much. Right, right. right. <laughs> Who are some of your favorite teammates? Okay, let's go back. I played with Gus William. I love the Wizards, love man. Gus, the Wizards. Man. Yeah, the Wizards, man. Jeff Rulin. Uh, hey, having a chance to be in the locker room with Bernard King and Moses, that was big for me too. 
Uh, I, John, I heard, but uh, I, I'm not gonna say he was weird, but different. Bernard King was different. Oh, I mean, great, great guy. I, I only yeah. met him in passing. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you something. He's different, but I'm just saying. But sometimes when he's ready to talk, uh huh, he, he bring that wisdom to you. But but okay. he is different in the locker room now. He's a different type of guy. Yeah. But he, he well he just sat down with me because I was a budding, you know, a little all star coming up. He gave me some little nuggets. He, that, he gave me nuggets. So, and then I was in Utah. Uh, Marky, great guy. I love playing with Mark. John and Carl definitely was uh, two guys, man. And I had a guy, backup point guard, Delaney Rudd, man, who played with us a little while. And, and I went over to Philly, man, Orlando Warriors. And I remember oh, that. Oh, was, was crazy, man. <laughs> oh, was crazy. God rest his soul. Yes, but, he was. Uh, yeah, he throws something oh. at you every now and then, too. <clears throat> man, oh, you tell me. I said, oh, I ain't going with you tonight, man. We got a game tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I said, oh, man, I'm a little older now. Where you going? He said, man, go with me, Jeff. Man, oh, had me out one night. We was Miami somewhere. The next day, man, I was two for 19. I said, I said oh, I ain't going out with you anymore, man. I said, I ain't doing that. I said, I ain't doing that. Oh, <laughs> but uh, then I went down. But let me finish with that. I went down to Miami now. I didn't play a lot. But to see, well, you, you, your, your ex-coach, to see where Pat ran the ship down there. Yeah. The way, man, Pat, you tell us running everything, body fat and all. Man, I lost about, I went down there cook at the end, I lost about 20 pounds, man, in about two weeks. He had me running every day. I almost retired. Dude, I, I didn't want to. Because I, I knew I was done. I was at the end. Pat, he picked me up at the end. I said, man, I told my wife, I said, I think, oh, she said, no, hang in there. And I hung around it, but I learned a lot from being in that organization. You know, Stan Van Gundy, all those guys. And, but they took care of me down there. But it, was, it was hard, man. It was hard. And you play, you know him. Oh yeah, I got I had a hip replacement surgery from all that running we were doing. Right, yes, right. <laughs> Two of them. Uh, you listen to Showtime with Coop. Uh, we have Jeff Malone, one of the greatest uh, mid-range shooter in this game, two-time All-Star. Jeff, a couple more questions for you, sir. Um, uh, who, who are your goats? And I think you just kind of mentioned one of them. If, if everybody's talking about the goat, okay. who is your goat? I'm going to go with my, Mike. Is my goat? Okay. Greatest of all time. Mike. I got okay. Mike. Let me, let me give you three guys. And I'll go Kareem and LeBron right there. Now, I'm not knocking Magic, Wilt, and those guys. I think they're right up under them guys. But I'm just kind of, that's kind of the way I've been going. I've been consistent with that. Now, who are yours? Well, let me ask you this, Jeff. What is it, uh, what are your ingredients for a GOAT? What are they, what makes them your GOAT? Okay, I look at, I look at longevity and consistency and uh -huh. then uh, the championship, I don't just look at championship, because all those guys got championships. But I just look how long these guys, how they sustain that effort. And, you know, Mike, you know, we can say what we want to say now, but this cat was 6-0 and in finals, man. And, and the way he played, the way he dominated the league and changed the league and what Kareem did over time with his consistency. And I look at LeBron that same way. I kind of go by the, 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 how long they sustain those great efforts. Okay. My goal is uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Okay, I got you. why I pick him. Uh, and I was a big fan of Kareem when he was back in Power Memorial in high school. Right. So I've right. always been a big fan of Kareem. But for me, a GOAT, how do you stop a GOAT? Uh, <laughs> if, you, if you're guarding Jordan, you double a triple teaming. Okay. If you're guarding Kobe Bryant, you double a triple. You make them give the ball up. Right, right. If you are guarding Shaq, I mean, one of his weaknesses was he wasn't a great free throw shooter. So you right. foul him. Uh, uh, if you're guarding a goat and uh, he's on his way and on the way to the basket and you double, triple teaming and he might throw the ball away, you know, mm -hmm. trying to, to move the basketball. Kareem was 
unstoppable. He had an unstoppable shot. You couldn't right. block his shot. You couldn't double a triple teaming because Boston did that. And he still sky hooked their ass to a championship. And when you did double team him, he was he able to kick the ball out for, yes. for uh, good shooters and for right. layups. And last but not least, you couldn't foul him because Kareem right. was a good free throw shooter. So right. that's why, to me, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is my GOAT. Uh, I, I And like you, I'm not disrespecting any of these other no, great players. No. LeBron, Kobe Bryant, Magic, Bird. Will Chamberlain. I mean, yeah, Will Chamberlain, some of the best. So that, that's, that's what my great goal is. Yeah. It's some yeah. great players at the top. And there's nothing, you know, I, and I hear what you're saying, because Kareem really, when I put LeBron in there, I, I got Kareem edging LeBron a little bit. Because, I mean, Isaiah Thomas think the same way you think about Kareem. But Mike, now, I just... Just something different about that cat. I know, I know. It's just something different about him. I had a chance to guard him too, so you know. I didn't, and you know, he I did it with such flair. You, you had to yeah, like him. yeah. The baggy <laughs> pants when we were wearing Daisy Dukes, Jeff. He was wearing the long, long back of his pants. That was it. <laughs> yeah, he he made a statement in one of his books, and I I, I really yeah yeah yeah, and I really uh, appreciate it. It said that he was talking about guys he had to guard, and you was talking about my off balance. When I was in Washington, we used to pick him to death. And I had some big nights against him in Washington. So he, he, he wrote this article. He said, who are the toughest guys you had to guard? He said, this cat, Jeff Malone, man, with that off-balance stuff. He said, I played great defense. And this brother hit it anyway. I looked at my grandson. I said, I didn't say that. The GOAT said. I, said, you know I didn't say that. Don't blame me. <laughs> I got the book in there right now, Mike. I be teasing them a young guy. That's a guy. I didn't say, I said, what y'all need to do is that go get in John Morant's book. Y'all better work on y'all games to get in John Moran's book. I'm in, I'm in Mike's book, so I tease him like that. Cool. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know what? Uh, you're funny, Jeff. You're funny. <laughs> you got to have me on more often, man. We have a good time. Put me on every two or three months. Good roll. <laughs> hey, Jeff, last question for you, sir. Who uh, Who's going to win the championship in, this year in the NBA? Ooh, okay. I'm going to go Let's early do this now. first. Who's going to come I'm out a- the East? Who's going to come out the West? Okay. Do I, just one team you want me to do one or you want me to do two potentials? That's, that's up to you. That's up to you. I got Boston coming out, Milwaukee right there. Okay. Now, the West is so up and down. I'm going to pull from my hometown, Phoenix. And I hate to do this to you, but if the Clippers are healthy, I'll put them up there. <laughs> Man, <laughs> but you they, know what? Are they going to be healthy, though? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, mean, uh, I think they got. I think they got a good overall team, though, collectively. Yeah, too. yeah. Sure. Got a good coach, a really good coach. Uh, so Memphis, uh, maybe need another year. Golden State, will they pull it together? Denver. Uh, so I'm gonna go Phoenix, Clippers, Boston, Milwaukee. How, How about you? you on that? A uh, team that's scary is gonna be Memphis, man. If, if they yeah. don't make big strides this year, but right. the next two years they're gonna be there. Okay, so. Uh, let's say it's uh, Boston and the Clippers who win the championship. Boston. If it's uh, Milwaukee and uh, who else would you say? Phoenix. Phoenix, who wins the championship? Milwaukee. I think the champion's coming out the East this year. That's a really okay. good. All right. There you got it, folks. Jeff Malone right. said it. Uh, we're not going to hold him to it because anything right. can happen, injuries and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, that's Jeff, true. tell us about things you got going on, what's going on okay. in your community. Yeah, over, I live over here in Chandler, Arizona, and I'm working with a basketball program, a club called Reach Basketball. We got a, we do after-school program. We do camps. We do academy. We, 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 we play games. So I'm really enjoying that. And I just reconnected with the Utah Jazz. I go back there quite often and do junior jazz NBA camp appearances and kind of hang out with those guys too so i'm on i'm 61 not coop i'm getting there 
but I'm enjoying. I, I, I'm gonna stay around the game as long as I can because I really just enjoy working with young kids and having fun with them. So that's what I'm doing over here. Hey, Coop, hold on. You know, you're in LA, right? Yeah. Okay, Coop. I got a daughter over there in that area. So if I ever come over, I know you're busy, man. I'll give you a call before I come, and maybe we can catch up and have lunch. Oh, my daughter sure. lives over there. How's your golf game? My golf is okay. My pickleball is tough. I'm a pickleball guy now. Yeah, yeah I got to get you into that pickleball, Coop. Oh, oh I'm I, into I, that. Well, I play oh, piano tennis, so it's almost kind of okay, the same okay. thing. So, okay. oh, yeah, I'll take you out there. And welcome to the 60 Club, Jeff. It's a really nice club. The weather is always <laughs> nice here. Uh, yeah. The one thing that we don't do is we don't talk about our medical ailments or our injuries or things <laughs> like that. Hey, Coop, no, I got to get a knee replacement in two weeks. <laughs> yeah, I got to do a knee you replacement. Yeah, in the club, you start talking like that, Jeff. I know. You're right. You're right. Okay, Coop. Hey, Coop, anytime, man, during the season. Hey, I love you. I, mean, I have fun with this. So anytime you're down the line, man, you want to just talk during the playoffs or anything, Call me up. We'll do it again. Oh, for sure, Jeff. Love you, my friend. Take All care, right, take man. Care. And, uh, and stay. Keep hope okay. alive. That's what we All right. Say. Got you, man. Okay, man. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs>